one. Don't try to block us. Instagram, <laughs> that's not a copywritten song. I just made it up. Put them to bottled up. Uh, I am your songstress co-host, apparently. Goodness. I'm not, I'm not drunk yet. It is only midday that we are recording. Uh, but I am Jen Waring. I am here with Sean Linehan. That's and we me. are very excited oh, to so apparently excited. sing and talk about today's selection. Ooh. Fancy, Ooh, right? it's so fancy. It's a fancy selection. <laughs> fancy. And, you know, listen, uh, I may not be fancy all the time, but... Nope, almost never. Okay, forget it. I take it all back. It's silly. So today's Celestione? Sure, yes. It sh- I was going to say, it should, it should have been Celestione. Um, yeah, we're, we're headed to Italy, which is, is always great um, to talk about. You know, listen, summer. it's summertime still. We all know yeah, this. Yeah, no, still sweating. You guys have calendars. And, um, <laughs> and they work the same for everyone. But yeah, I mean, and we're not in Australia. So it's still summertime, and uh, it's still freaking hot. And uh, that we, still, hasn't changed. we still both have probably a little uh, background white noise, which is technically air conditioners. Uh, <laughs> technically, but, but not effectively. But not effectively is clearly <laughs> the point. Uh, my apartment for the first time in like two weeks is under 85. That's like, amazing. It's insane how yeah. hot it's been in here. Um, so, yeah. So and in that time, like you're, you're thinking of your frosé. You're thinking yeah. of your 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 white. Maybe, maybe even like you know, sparklingy fun, sparkling no. fun, or muscadet, or yeah, you know, shabless, or even you know, a spritzer. Oh, spritzer, man, yeah, in a can, maybe. Who knows? Spritzer, spritzer canned, uncanned, whatever. Decanned, um, <laughs> decanned spritzer. Decanned spritzers are my fave. Um, but you know what? Red wine still exists. It does, and uh, we can't forget about it. We don't forget about it. No, it's an important. Part Neither of our do. Neither do the people of Italy who Certainly also not. drink red wine in the summer regularly. All the time, in fact. Yeah. So it doesn't, heat isn't a factor, yeah. right? Like this is a, this is a, a coached thing. I think this is a cultural thing. This is it's like, a lear- definitely a learned it's, behavior. You know, yeah. you know, red wine is for winter and fireplaces and a, gla- a lovely glass of yeah. red by candlelight dinner. Well, those things all happen in summer. They do. Well, hopefully not fireplaces. Well, fire pits, sure. I was to say, my but, uh, apartment feels like there's a fireplace yes, somewhere in here. My goodness, I feel like I've been burning all day. But this is, yeah, like, we, we've learned since childhood, oh, it's, it's hot out, have your white wine, put an ice cube in it, put some, put uh, some seltzer in it, you know, do, do something I, I do like enjoy that you started with the way since childhood. Well, I remember just, my family. <laughs> just being a wee four years old and sitting on my grandpappy's knee and he said, red wine is for winter, child. <laughs> Look, my mom is currently in Germany in a town with a bunch of vineyards around it and they're having their wine fest. And she goes out every day for her noontime walk, it's sometimes 10 a.m. walk, and gets her glass of white wine with seltzer in it because that's what you do in summer in Germany. But if she looked around, she'd also see people doing that with red wine. Yeah, I mean, Pink listen, wine. summer in Germany. It's, in every, everywhere else, wine is just wine. It's just wine. It's basically right? water, right? <laughs> it's basically water. And so we're not just going to Italy. We're going to, like, the hottest part of Italy. We're going to the coolest part. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, it's so hot, it's cool. As, as the kids say. <laughs> Not as the temperature says. Yeah, we're headed to Sicily, friends. That's right. Sicily, right off the, like, if, if Italy was given something the boot, it's given the boot to Sicily. Just kicking uh, that triangle-shaped ball right over towards France. 
but only because Sicily's so cool that the rest <laughs> of Italy's jealous. Of course, who couldn't be jealous or wouldn't be jealous of Sicily? It's the Mediterranean's largest island. It's been conquered by just about every country that's ever had a boat. Jesus, like, <laughs> Louises, get a boat. Come to Sicily. It's yours. And there, because of that, it's got, like, crazy influences in its food and its winemaking, its culture. Like, it's just one of those places that's completely unique because it's a giant island in the Mediterranean. Yeah, I mean, as far back as three, they've, they have found jewelry, anyway, that, mm-hmm. is as, that dates as far back as 370 bc that's a long time ago that, that like i don't even think i was born yet i don't even know if i had family then <laughs> and i'm italian like whatever um it does contain um or it was invaded sorry excuse me by the sicils <laughs> convenient convenient sicils yeah they saw right? an island called sicily and said well obviously they were like duh let's do this which i thought was really funny uh because i didn't even i didn't even know who the sicils were <laughs> i'll be honest the sicils are. i don't either i didn't click through i just sort of left it um but yeah so we're headed to sicily and we're headed to avola which is uh an area in sicily contained in the province of syracuse uh. And, and I, how does I went, that relate? I went to college in a, a town contained in the province of Syracuse. It was called, well, Syracuse. But, uh, Syracuse, yeah, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's more it's, of a city. It was, you know, <laughs> univer- there was a university. There was a city, a, a university contained in a city contained in a province. We don't use that in New York. Uh, and it was all called Syracuse. And it was all about Syracuse. And really, nothing matters in Syracuse other than Syracuse University. And, um, and their beloved orange men. Orange um, men, yeah. I have a buddy who just recently opened, or shortly before the pandemic, opened a queer bar in Syracuse that's become a cabaret and, and a queer community center and is very exciting. So anybody out there want to go to a Wunderbar? That's uh, apparently the place to be. I, I mean, like, there's not a lot of safe spaces in Syracuse. It's a horrible town. Uh, so <laughs> good, good for him. Um, and, and good for safe spaces popping up where people can just be who they are. Um, cause it's how it should be, but yeah, no, it's, it's, I grew up just outside of Syracuse, uh, north of Syracuse. So it was even worse. Um, and, uh, and then went to, and have a, a degree from Syracuse that maybe someday I'll pay for whatever. Fuck you, Sally Mae. That's not the point of this episode. <laughs> it's, but yet it's in every episode from both of us. Fuck you. Subsidized, Fuck you. unsubsidized loan peoples. Ugh. Who cares? Um, not this girl. Um, you know why? Because you don't call as often as Citibank. So no. Um, but so today we're yeah. We're, so we're headed to Avolo to talk about the the lovely the the grape the grape du jour, if you will, is uh the Nero d'Avolo. Nero d'Avolo, one of the most, if not the most important grape grown in Sicily. It's one of the few native grapes that's still really holding strong and creating a a really specific regional wine identity down there, which is really awesome. And then you've got, of course, Pinot Grigio, which we did back in, uh, I guess that was season one when we did the Zio Baffa. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was delicious. And then you've got Oh, Nero Uncle Baffa. Uncle Baffa, what a crazy dude he was with his surfing and his viticulture. <laughs> and this is, is very much made in the same ethos, and that's kind of exciting. It is very cool. I mean, it is a great, I, I did note that it, it you know, it's, it's migrated, uh, probably not of its own accord, what with the fact that most vines can't swim. <laughs> but, uh, walk, you know, swim. It, it just walked over to Turkey. No, but like, you know, obviously it, it, it can be found in a couple other places, but, but uh, 
Sicily's Sicily's got the corner on this yeah, one. No, this that's a, it's a native grape. I mean, you can find it in Ukiah, which is in uh, Mendocino County in, in California. They think they're yeah. in, they're planting Davolo in um, South Africa now. Like it's it's pretty much everywhere. It's it's be, being used around the world, much like the other international grapes, you know. But this is through and through a Sicilian grape that speaks to uh, the Sicilian winemaking culture, which is neat in my opinion. It's very neat. Uh, Well, uh, on neither of my trips to Italy did I go to Sicily. I did visit uh, one of my traveling companions' extended family uh, just outside of Naples, which is actually where my own extended family came is from, but I didn't call those people. And uh, (laughs) and, uh, it was great because they had homemade wine. You know, it's just part of life. It was not exactly height of summer, but it was still a warm day. And, you know, there was just homemade wine, homemade mats, homemade, like everything on the table. They were putting out a light snack. It could have fed 52 people a full <laughs> meal. Um, that, but that's Italians for you. So, you know, Sicily has embraced and welcomed and said, let's include this in every meal like water. Like our friend Jesus turned water into wine. We will pretend this wine is water and drink it as much. Yeah, as much as we can in the middle of the day when we both have work to do post-recording. Yeah, it's fine. It's, it's going to make the work more exciting, you know? Listen, it's Friday. So if you're going to schedule... Friday? Listen, work offices of the world that listen to our podcast, if you schedule important things on Friday, I really mm-hmm. feel like that's on you. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Like, like especially if it's post 2 p.m. Oh, yeah, no, if I'm contributing... To stuff post 2 p.m. I mean, you're getting real. <laughs> you're getting so it's real a real, gen. it's a real phone in situation that we can all just fingers crossed hope I remember by like work gen because <laughs> it doesn't happen all the time. Um, so yeah, so today we are opening, we have grabbed a lovely bottle, mm-hmm. uh, from our friends, uh, here in Astoria. Yep, at uh, Wines and Spirits. Oh, sorry. I forgot to say our friends' names from our <laughs> friends who shall remain top secret, <laughs> but also are Adega. Uh, call, it's from the vineyard Purato. Purato, uh, yay. Which is I, very exciting. It's got a very cute little label. Yeah, marketing uh, which, worked for sure. Which you'll see. It's got a little birdie on it and a little floweries, but they look like they were all cut out with pieces of construction paper and then glued together and i enjoy that form of artwork but there's also a ladybug on the owen and that that's a direct reference to their winemaking and their viticulture and everything right there as the grapes are actually stomped by fields of ladybugs fields and just coming in they stomp they stomp it it takes some time because they just have little legs (laughs) but But it makes it better it's more more there's more care more thought just kidding this is a complete lie no bugs have stomped on this. It, in fact, the only reason we know bugs might be involved is because this wine is vegan friendly, which is usually the terminology they use to indicate that, look, something could have got in there. <laughs> right? It, yes. w- it wasn't a cow. It wasn't a cow. But it could have been, like, my oat milk, the oat milk from Chibani is vegan friendly. Because it's processed in a facility that there might be a bug in. We get right. But, or there might have been a bug in the field. Right. Right? Like, because bugs. But they didn't do non-vegan processes in making right. like they didn't exactly. use uh they didn't use sometimes eggs are used in fining the filtering of wine and so there's none of that here there's no reason for it to be here right. so but they are uh, wine as we all know let's take it back to basics for a brief second comes from a product grown outside <laughs> ha ha that's novel the wine trees 
Right, uh, exactly. Just like the oat trees from whence my oat milk comes sometimes have bugs on them. Sometimes like they get bugs, yeah. How life works. Uh, you know, sometimes your your snack has bugs on it and you I once read an article that said that multiple <laughs> I was wondering ways, where that was going. Yeah, I stopped because then I realized this maybe was the better reference. I once read an article that talked about all the bugs that crawl into your mouth while you're sleeping. So take that vegans. Suck on that vegans. <laughs> Just kidding. We love you and appreciate your lifestyle. Good and job. also suck on that vegans. <laughs> and we lost two listeners. I'm sure we're down no, to like we didn't. Listen, two. I agree with all, uh, non-animal harming lifestyles i just don't apply that to tiny flies that might crawl in my mouth while i'm sleeping i mean that's really on them totally like like what are you doing you're not actively seeking them out it's not like i'm walking through my house like a basking shark with my mouth open just trying to catch bugs (laughs) just like baleen in the kitchen (laughs) right like the plankton might swim in um that's if i was a okay it doesn't matter none of this matters uh so we are we are very excited to open up our bottle um of pure sicilian pirato it has every single i feel like we should mention this and maybe we should show a picture of this on the socials sure all wines as we have covered and sean has explained nicely have varying labels and stickers on them some doc fun some certification fun depending on where they're from there's some fun stamps and stickers. I think this particular wine has all of them. I think um, you're right. I, I think that is uh, a correct sentence. It is certified carbon neutral. It is vegan friendly. It is certified organic. It's got the DOC labeling. It's got, it's got, is that just like a sticker from Disneyland? What is that? It's got a recycling sticker on it. It's got yeah. a, it's even got a find me on Facebook sticker on it, which I good for you, friends. <laughs> They're appealing to their older audience as well as the younger audience. It, they like, covered everybody. <laughs> no, it, it's really important. And for is, a, is that a link to MySpace? <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> I went and found my MySpace page recently. They're archived out there. You can oh, find you them. can. I feel like everybody should, and then they I, should share it with us. That's not a Sean I want to remember. Uh, the, inter- <laughs> the internet and Pepperidge Farm never forgets. Never That's forgets. True. This is true. But all these stamps and stickers here, these are just for the U.S. They also have all these same certifications in the EU, which is insane because the qualifications are vastly different because we're the U.S., you know, we care yeah, a little. Yeah. In, the U- in the EU, they care a lot. And yes, they so do. To have all these qualifications in both the United States and the European Union, that's pretty, pretty impressive. And I think... Uh, when we start tasting it, we can talk about the processes and how it might affect what we're tasting. In right, the glass. exactly. But in, in the meantime, their, their cardboard is recycled. Their glass bottles are recycled. Like they really have made an effort yeah. to keep the planet in mind, even with one of the world's oldest professions that isn't prostitution, but is winemaking. Um, and, you know, recycle yeah. and be cognizant of making good, strong choices. To show that you can make a product like this that is delicious, I'm hoping. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. But available around the world and still be carbon neutral. Like right, 100% that's awesome. carbon neutral. That's huge. And I yes. love that. And yeah, so like even before we get to the tasting and the process and how they did all that without eggshells, uh, I, I'm just drawing on your earlier comment, uh, you know, is, is really cool and admirable and it really should show lots of other companies that they... Yeah. They can too. And that um, it can be affordable. This wasn't yeah, an expensive I, bottle. 
Um, what was it, like fourteen bucks? Thirteen ninety nine, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. And I've already forgotten because I don't remember what I did two hours ago. Um, this we bought this last week. I mean, come on, you want me to remember that? Um, <laughs> all right, so let's take a break and we will uh, grab our glasses and crack open, uh, literally because it's a screw top. Uh, this bottle Ooh. of delicious Nero de Avalo, Avala, Avola. Avola. I'm having trouble talking. I need a glass of water too. <laughs> let's get both those things and come right back. Ciao. Oh, so nice. <laughs> And we're back. And uh, oh my Jesus! <laughs> and uh, yeah, we we I got some seltzer. I got some uh, some of the new summer flavors from our friends over at Polar Seltzer. And I have to say, this guava flavored one is actually somehow making me more thirsty, which is strange. <laughs> not, what you, not what you want from a summer seltzer. It isn't. Uh, but you know where guavas aren't grown? I'm pretty sure, but I didn't Google it. Sicily. So I, I don't um, think they are. Yeah, blood oranges are. We'll go. With and that. there's certainly none in our delicious wine. We are about to crack open. Yes. So again, we've got the Porato Nero Tavola from Pura Sicilia. Uh, this is 2021. Super young. You know. Screw it was top. hand. It was hand. According to the website, it was hand picked at the end of October. Look at that, hand picked. No machines. That's how they keep that carbon neutral. Uh, screw cap. Oh, my hands are sweaty. <laughs> Smells like wine. It sure does. Um, I also just want to read this sentence uh, on the website, but I'd like to read it in, yeah, the, yeah, go for it in the dirty way that I took it so that we're all clear. And I'd like to have that all happen before we drink it for reasons you'll see why in a minute. Uh, according to the website, uh, next to the vinification icon, it says, The grapes are very gently pressed after de-stemming during the early stages of fermentation. We do a lot of pumping over. That is all. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> Drink up, Sean! <laughs> so pumping over is a winemaking technique that helps stir. No, stop it! <laughs> no, this is important because it, there's two things. There's batonage and there's pumping over. So pumping over, you're literally like taking from the bottom. Unless there is a penis in this story. I don't want to hear the real I mean, it's always on. a naked dude in Italy doing it. So. Thank you! <laughs> Molto grazie! Like, but, that's what I was looking for. But that helps in making sure the skin contact is happening because this stuff sits on its skin's cold for a really long time, like 10 to 14 days, which is a long time. And, but that's how they're extracting those tannins. Whereas if they're doing batonage, which is another technique, they're actually hitting it with a fucking paddle and beating the fuck out of those grapes. Does sound fun, As though. they sit around in their maceration stage. I mean, that does feel a little more, you know, Sicilian mob. So maybe there's a <laughs> difference. Maybe there's a different gentler. venue. This is a gentler, kinder. Maybe there's some nice music on. Maybe this a candle the, lit in the background. You know what I'm Costa saying? Costa Nostra, you know, light. There's a little, uh, I don't know, a nice video on that helps with the pumping over. You know where I'm going. Some Yanni. Okay, okay if that's what helps you pump over, then I want to talk to Dan. Put Dan on the phone. Okay. Uh, I, I will you. do no such thing. <laughs> All, right. All right. So we've got a lovely glass of this, and it has a, it has a lovely light scent to it. It does. It's, um, you could smell the yeast a little bit. So it's got kind of a bready little... Little, little baby bready, little bit. That's, that's okay. It's Italian. Yeah, and uh, that that just speaks to the minimal intervention that they're using. They let it sit with the yeast and stuff, and they didn't find it out as as strong as in other ones. 
Um, beautiful color. It's a lovely garnet yeah. color. Like um, It's a deep ruby in the center. It fades to garnet on the edges, and it's got a nice clear rim, which tells me it's super young. It's coating the sides fairly well. I'm guessing probably about 13 14% alcohol. It's going to be a punchy one. Let's see. Did I get it right? 13.5, baby. Um, and then just red fruit, like bright yeah. cranberries and currants. Yeah. And if you know, this is very specific to my wine vocabulary, an underripe persimmon. That is very specific to your wine vocabulary, though there are persimmons grown in this neighborhood. So mayhap, we have to hunt that tree down and steal one before it's ripe. Or take a picture from inside it. Right, and see if we can be, hey, excuse me, hi, we might live by you. Can we do a thing? You don't care, right? No, um, no. It's so the fine. The Greeks here are so welcoming. They love it when people just wander into their yards and take pictures in their bushes. Um, I am getting a wee, just a wee sniff, a hinty okay. sniff of, Hinty sniff. I love uh, that. Just a tad of hinty sniff of like tobacco. Yeah. Yeah. Just a, just a wee tiny. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, but like pipe tobacco in its pouch still. Like, yeah. It's, still... it's like, it's like, and it's uh, normally that turns me off very quickly. And this, but this is so minimal mm-hmm. that it just feels like a background compliment to all that red. Yeah. Fruit and there, there's a little, uh, there's an herbaceousness to it that almost smells like anise or licorice to me. But it's very, very, very slight. Yeah, I feel like I feel like it's what what it does is that there's these little strains of scent that are just small enough to make it more interesting. Yeah, right. And, uh, so typically, Nerodavila is a big, bold wine. It's going to fill your mouth. It's going to be round. It's going to have tannins. It's uh, not necessarily something to drink on its own. But this stuff was aged in steel, and it was vinified in steel. It never touched oak. So I'm very interested to see how that futzed with it. You know why? Because oak is not vegan friendly. Also. <laughs> grown with bugs also grown with bugs yeah all right well let's take little a little sipster farmers little beetles i, I am drinking piece. out of my vino glass for obvious reasons for obvious reasons i'm drinking out of a wine glass also for obvious yeah reasons. all right fair fair <laughs> okay on the palate can confirm those red fruits are there very present cranberry red currant very tart it's got a um, pretty strong acid, yeah. Pretty strong tannins. That I feel the tannins are balanced. I was they gonna say I'm not as mad about the the tannins. Like no, I feel like it, we got a nice balance going on. It's good. Yeah, it fits in well. It is a round. There's a roundness in the mouth, but it does have a sharper tone than I would expect. So it's a little sharper in its body, and I think that's the higher acid because it didn't see oak, so it didn't kind of round out. Yeah, um, that's a good way. It is. It is not as rounded out as. Like um, a traditional bottle of Nerodavola. Uh, I like it. I definitely would have a hard time drinking an entire bottle by myself. Uh, I, I mean, by itself. <laughs> yeah, I feel like, no, definitely. Uh, it's, a, you know, because it's also, it is a little, I mean, it's funny that we, it's kind of amusing that we were talking about the guava seltzer not being particularly quenching. Yeah. And there's something a smidge dry about this right yes. like as you take the sip like as weird as that is to describe a liquid um there is something a little bit drying in the mouth mm-hmm. about this which i think food would kick up definitely you know what i mean like food, food would definitely be the like the, the missing to it. The, the missing ingredient if you <laughs> and it, that's a, that tannic structure that you're seeing from the pumping over with the skins in constant contact in the stems and and um Seeds, that's where the tannins are coming from. And um, 
that's that drying sensation. It gets the top of your gums there, the side of your tongue. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. When we haven't had a lot of tannic wines uh, this season. Nope. We've been pretty, pretty fruit forward on all our stuff. Yeah. Here. So this is an interesting change. Um, but it does remind me of every, um, you know, I've, I've spent time, I've been lucky enough to spend time mm-hmm. in Italy a couple times. And, uh, it, you know, that sort of just table wine that just comes out at meals, right? Like, oh, yeah. you're going to eat some mozzarella because it's 10 a.m. here, have some wine. You know what I mean? Like, and it's just a table wine, nothing super yep. fancy. And that's what this feels like to me. It's, it's got a nice body. It's got nice fruit but not too much it's got nice tannin yeah, but not exactly. too much it's like a nice i'm doing a lot of gesturing a lot friends. of gest- you're doing a lot a of lot Italianing. Of, I, i'm very italianing on this one it's, and it, that's what it feels like it does exactly that's a great description it's accessible like this is put it on the table drink it have a good time yes it does have the tannic and acid structure that if you bought a case and didn't drink it for a year or two you'd be fine like, this is ageable. You can throw yeah. this in the cellar and keep it, and it'll be fine for five years. Um, I believe in one of the descriptions I read, and I don't know if it was on their website or just on a random whatever, it, it described it as aging confidently. Huh, confidently. I enjoy sure. when my products age with confidence. Yeah, unlike me, I'm very unconfident in my Yeah, aging. I get more unconfident by the frickin' day. <laughs> Every second closer to the ground anyway yes, less confident i also enjoy as uh, is my new favorite thing to do uh according to a review i'm gonna name drop this person because that's just how i feel do according it. to a review in january of 2022 our friend daniel carter clout clout's got clout clout's got clout uh he gave this a 3.5 out, out of four or five out of five sorry i had to count that out of 5, which I think is actually a little weak. I'd give it a 4. But whatever. is uh, He said, it's easy, full of easygoing red fruit, soft spice, gentle tannins, no talons at all in his review or the wine. Uh, This is the sort of red to quaff at a party or in front of a movie. So maybe that's the problem, Sean, is we're not sitting in front of a movie. In front of? uh, Or to the side of? No, no. Daniel said in front of. So. I'm I'm picturing our f- Daniel Clout friend standing in front of like an AMC movie theater with a yeah. bottle and just sure. like alternating chugs of wine and yelling at the children. What do you mean I can't Buzz bring Lightyear. this in? Yeah, yeah. I I, I picture him with a long a long scarf on, perhaps uh, as well. I don't know why. That's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing a dude in a long scarf. Uh, I'm also since we don't often use the word quaff. It, in, as it relates to drinking in America, I also assume he's British. For well, no reason. Yeah, yeah, no no reason. Dan, he sounds oh, British to me. Except that he absolutely is. <laughs> oh, it is, is it have his location on there? I was able to, cl- to click through. Our friend is from the United Kingdom. Perfect. So he's out there yelling about how CGI is killing the art forms. And my uh, God, and he is throwing up reviews like every other day. Get it? Oh, my Lord. Six days ago, he reviewed like four different wines. Was it well, Friday then. six days ago? Get it, Daniel? Y- yes. No, it was Saturday. Uh, uh, I don't know. Wait, wait, what was it in the UK time? I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I haven't looked at a calendar. Uh, they're behind us. Uh, so the, um, yeah, our, our, friend, our friend Daniel is, is reviewing stuff. I feel like we should check back in with him on other wines. I'll try I think and- so. I'll try and make a note of that. But uh, in his scarf, he is suggesting you quaff this whole bottle in front of a movie. Um, 
Now, what movie? Would, it, would this be The English Patient? Would this be The Godfather? Would this be All Dogs Go to Heaven? Like, what? what's going on here? I enjoy the idea of it being All Dogs Go to Heaven. I'm not going to lie. Uh, no, I feel like it would be it would be easier than all of these things. I feel like it would be Misery. Misery. Right? Like, or yeah. uh, uh, something that's just like, you know, it's got some undertones, but it's just an, like, it wouldn't be Godfather. Uh, because I'm Italian, so stop it. And then uh, all the dogs go to heaven. I feel like it'd be fine as long as the kids were having something else in their sippy cup. Um, maybe, maybe. Uh, yeah. So I feel like yeah. This this needs a like. This needs a like. Nineties. Dark, easy movie. Maybe dark something easy. Maybe I, something like okay. Pelican Brief with Denzel Washington. Oh, like Jesus. something like aggression. <laughs> okay, so this you is Philadelphia. I see. <laughs> no, no, Philadelphia is too much for this wine. I think show. Congo. This is the wine to drink while watching Congo. <laughs> What's wait? <laughs> this would be so much money. This would be so much funnier if this movie was on the tip of my tongue, and it's just not. The movie with uh, Nicolas Cage and Elizabeth Shue, and he won an Oscar for it. Uh, and Con very, Air. Yeah, and Con Air. <laughs> okay, not what I was thinking of, but I would absolutely drink this with Con Air. <laughs> and I would sing How Do I Live, and I would say all the lines, and I would absolutely drink this with Con Air. And I, I think that's it. We've nailed it. This is a Done. Con Air um, narrow Davila. This is it. So our, our if we were to make a Spotify playlist, it would just have both the Trisha Yearwood and the What's-Her-Face version of How Do I Live, <laughs> and that's it. That's it. That's our Spotify no, no playlist. No other playlist. For Parato. Yeah, wow. We have really done it a disservice and should stop. No, it's really good. Like, don't let our, our ramblings <laughs> throw you off. This is actually a very tasty wine. I think it'd be great with some food. Um, I also think it could be decanted and be in... That would probably open it up a little bit, burn some of that acid off. Okay. It, give it some air for a little bit, and that'd be useful. But you don't have to. No, you don't have but to. This is what it also here. says is I would love to. Our friends here at Purato make uh, a, a a couple different wines that all sound very nice, and I feel mm-hmm. like you know, with a wine like this, when you can appreciate the vineyard's approach, mm-hmm. you know, with to earth friendly goodness. Um, and the wine is good, like, I would seek out their other options. I maybe wouldn't immediately go to the rosé, but that's me. Um, but I would certainly give yeah, their uh, they've got a, Grio Spumante a try. Love a Spumante. Lightly sparkling. Come on. Right? Probably a little sweet. Let's have it. But this is a, but going back to, like, how we started the whole episode, sure, there are definitely some reds that are big and bold, yeah. And don't feel like summer, yeah, right? And, like and even from Italy, especially from right. Italy. Yeah, totally. That you maybe maybe of an evening in the summer kind of a thing if you were out. But like this feels like we could be sitting at a picnic table, having this with a red and white checker tablecloth, of course. Of course, gang. The dulcet important. tones of Nicolas Cage somewhere in the background, <laughs> and um, it just be so great. Uh, and, and then let's, let's, let's refill our glasses. Cause I, I drank that and I'm going to have to apologize to everybody at the legal zoom meeting I have to <laughs> attend soon. Um, but, uh, it's not legal to zoom, but it doesn't matter. Um, yeah. Let's refill our glasses and come back and talk about what maybe we would like want to see served on said picnic table. Yeah. I think that's a great idea. 
All right, we'll be right back, friends. It's a molto bene. Hey, principetta. <laughs> and so I said, Sean, I said, our rats have guns. And that's how they got the pizza. They get the pizza and they got the guns. You know what I'm saying? That's it. Makes total sense. This is and, the oh, New gosh, York subway. Are, are we back on? Oh, sorry. Uh, hey, everybody. Um, yeah, just telling some fun stories about pickpocketing in our break as we as we drink up. Not even being pickpocketed in Italy, but none of this matters. Because uh, we are still drinking our delicious, um, and we are falling more in love with it with every sip, friends. Yeah. Our delicious parato with the ladybug on the O. Nero Davalo. Um, you know, I pulled this out of my wine fridge this morning because I thought oh, I should have this at room temperature to really taste it. Uh, and it, I forgot that room temperature in my apartment's quite warm. Sure, yeah, it's 200. Um, <laughs> 200. So this is now uh, a glute vine. This is spiced hot wine. Uh, <laughs> it's not. It's but, taking uh, a turn. It is. Uh, uh, you could have this at a chill. Like, yeah, it does. Totally. I was, yeah. Nero Davalo should generally be served at room temperature ambient temperature 60 to 70 degrees somewhere in there but this could easily go down to 56 55 and be fine oh totally i actually had it in my regular fridge because as we covered uh, in the last segment we we did buy this last week and uh, it was over 90 in my apartment for a couple yep. days and i just like everything went in the fridge plants the dog like everything <laughs> just went in the fridge and i shut the door and thought well let's see what happens um uh, but including this red wine, which I, I did feel a little weird about, but I was like, Ugh, it, it'll be cooked. Yeah, it'll, it'll just go be off. cooked. It'll go off. Um, and I almost wish I had left it in a little longer because yep. I think it would have been nice with a baby chill mm. on it. Um, I like an easy red that can have a little bit of a. I mean, I'm not putting any fucking ice cubes in. No, don't don't monster. water it down. But, but uh, yeah, uh, but can have a little baby chill. Is there's nice. there's plenty of of what red wines that you can put a chill on. And generally, I wouldn't say that about Nero Davila, but this one absolutely, absolutely can be served with a chill. It's totally. delightful. It's so bright and refreshing. The tannic structure is not so crunchy that, like, when you get it cold, it's just going to make you go. <laughs> I made a very fun face there. That you sure did. <laughs> I saw it on the Zoom camera. I didn't like it at all. Sorry, No, Jen. I did. I enjoyed it. Um, but, yeah, um, no, I definitely. And I think, like, you know, it's got... Uh, it, it's got a high amount of alcohol, so if you were bringing this to a, a fiesta, um, you know, the people would appreciate you. Uh, it's <laughs> Certainly easy, after the first glass. <laughs> it's easy drinking. Yeah. It's, it's packed, uh, packs a punch for its alcohol uh, content, and it certainly could be served a little bit chill or normal red wine. Or at room temperature, um, exactly. Yes, whatever, yeah. And even without the sort of oak barrel roundness we're not getting because of their uh but you know their winemaking choices i i like it like yeah i, I think it would be interesting with a little bit of that in there but like i'm cool with it not yeah i don't it. feel like i'm missing anything by missing out on oak influence here even if there was just not to necessarily impart any flavor if they're using old oak or something but just to round it out a little bit right. to mellow it i think it's absolutely fine as is and i think the winemakers did a really good job um especially when you read everything about how they grew the grapes and how they processed the grapes and how they vinified the wine. Um, I particularly like the note on, on uh, vineyard management in terms of pesticides. They don't use any pesticides, obviously. Instead, they've got ladybugs. these little, they've got the ladybugs, which certainly help, but they also have these pots of sexually confusing pheromones. 
I love nothing more than a bug that's got some sexual confusion going on. So, if I could have those out for all the bugs in my house, I'd be thrilled. All I can picture is like my entire freshman class from college walking around this vineyard, and that's the reason there's no bugs. Right? Yeah. The sexual confusion. I first of all, it, it's just always funny to think. Like uh, I had a blueberry bush in my yard for a long time, and uh, in a pot, not in the ground. And I I brought it to I moved like when I moved, it came with me. So literally probably eight years I had this blueberry bush in this pot. And like two years ago, it just stopped making fruit. And uh, and I was like, well, maybe I didn't do a good job or maybe it needs a bigger pot or whatever. And then when the next year it didn't make any fruit again, so I guess maybe three years. So year two when there was no fruit, I did a little Googling and it turns out it was a sexually frustrated blueberry bush uh, is what I learned. It needed, I don't, I didn't look under its skirts. So it needed the opposite sex from it. I, I didn't, I don't know what, I don't know if I had a, what I had, but it needed the other. Uh, and instead I just opted to give the blueberry bush to my dad, whose neighbor has a line of blueberry bushes. And I assumed one of his flavors has got to be in that line. So <laughs> go forth and, and propagate un- some berries and unfrustrate. Uh, so I, I like the notion of there just being a bunch of bugs like dudes. <laughs> I don't even know who I want to do. And so they just leave. Let's go to a different vineyard. Right? It's like walking into a bar and you're not really sure. And so you just leave and go to another one. Right? Yeah. You're like so overwhelmed with how much you want to just sleep with everybody that you're like, I don't know. Whoa, I'm too small town for this. I'll see you later. So um, major props to the winemakers at Parato for sexual confusion in their, <laughs> in their wines. You know when there isn't any sexual confusion? When they're pumping over. <laughs> ah, um, there it is. There it is. <laughs> and with they- that... No, Let's no, no. We, I was like, we parents. can't leave it. I thought you were going to say with that, we're done. No, no. No, no, no sweet no. Jesus. Because there's not even a hint of a creamy. Fl- okay, sorry. sorry. Uh, <laughs> wow. Okay. I did it. I did but you know it, what friend. does have a creamy finish is uh, pasta. Sometimes pasta does. Wow. Nope. Too much, Sean. <laughs> too much. Um, anyway, when thinking about food pairing in this wine, think about the foods of Sicily. Like, this is going to go well with any of your red sauces, any of your sardine pastas. Any of your delicious veal chops or the pork chops. Sicily's famous for its pigs and because uh, they're free roaming and they eat all kinds of fun things that give them a nice sweet meat. So this would be delicious with any of that, really. Yeah, you're, you're, think of your, your, meaty, your meaty tomatoes. Yeah, big, fat, meaty tomatoes. Just or just meat branches. and tomatoes. I meant it as, as separate offerings. I know, but, but yeah, like, I'm stuck yeah. on the last bit of conversation. No, of we can't. We can't move past. So, like, even you want to get crazy. Like, if it was winter, maybe a nice beef stew. But, sure. you know, here, summer, I might call up our friends over at Jackson Hole and ask for a nice, fat burger. Yeah, uh, give me a burger some, on this. With some cheddar and, and, and get up in there. Or, you know, for our vegetarian friends who love that this is vegan-friendly, and want to carry that over into the meal, maybe like something with some lentils or some some of them big old shit-take mushrooms that you people like. <laughs> shit-take um, mushrooms. But lentils actually, like, I'm just thinking of a big bowl of spicy lentils, and this would be absolutely perfect together. Right? A like a lentil chili, red lentil stew chili. kind of thing? Yeah. yeah. Delicious. Um, and even, I feel like it's, uh, I don't know the best word, uh, it's neutral enough. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean this in a bad way. So sure. it's neutral enough in its like flavor profile that if you had some spices going on, maybe a mole, if you had something with like some, oh, yeah. some like heavier spicing, anise, like I'm not a huge anise fan, though I serve it every year at Christmas because you have to when you're Italian. Um, 
something with like an anise flavor. Like, you know, maybe you just want, maybe you just want to get yourself a packet of black licorice and, 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 and be in front of a movie and, and quaff <laughs> this down with our friend Daniel. Maybe that's you. Uh, you should do that. But like something, you know, like some of those flavors that you wouldn't necessarily, that you might worry about when pairing, I feel like this wine could handle them. Yeah, absolutely. This is, this is a pretty flexible wine. Flexible I, is probably better than I neutral. think you can Good go call. with your standard barbecue fare, grilled chicken, barbecue chicken, or you can get a little fancier and go for steaks and chops and fancy pastas or salads or, or lentils or uh, even just a plate full of cannolis. I mean, if I'm honest, Sean, uh, the plate full of cannoli is not affected by whatever's in the glass. Uh, <laughs> anything could be in the glass, and I'm still going to eat that plate full of cannoli. So uh, I feel like I, I, I let's just throw that out on every. Let's just caveat that for every episode. <laughs> every hey, episode, this pairs with cannolis. This pairs with a nice plate full of cannolis. <laughs> like, like everything does. What does of course. it? Yeah. Uh, other cannolis? No, no, that doesn't. Shit, take that. mushrooms. That, Shit, that's it. Shiitake mushrooms probably if, actually pair with cannolis as well. No, no, they don't. Uh, <laughs> I don't like mushrooms. I got lied to. I just bought quiche at a bakery, like brought it home, and I was like, "What?" It was like a summer vegetable. So I was like, "What are your summer vegetables?" And they were like, "Oh, there's eggplant in there and red cabbage, both of which seem to be true, and mm-hmm. uh, zucchini." And I was like, "Oh, I like all those things. Okay, great, I'll take it." And he was like, "Oh, why do you not? Is there like vegetable you don't like?" And I was like, "I'm not. I don't love peppers." Oh, meanwhile, at this point, it's already in the box. I'm being rung up. Uh, oh, there's shishito peppers in there, and I was like, "Okay, well, those are peppers, and not in your list." And he was like, "Yeah, but they're just there for flavor." <laughs> okay, buddy. So when somebody doesn't like peppers, it's not just that they don't like the color it has. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like it's generally the flavor part. And he was like, "But is it spicy? You don't like?" And I was like, "No, it's peppers. peppers. I don't like. yeah. So spicy or green, it doesn't matter." But I was like, "Okay, fine," because uh, you've already got it in the box, and I don't care. And then I was like, "Okay, great, fine." And he was like, "Oh, also, there's mushrooms." And I was like, "Dude, you're killing me. You're killing me." Because I don't like those either. I'd be a terrible vegan. Uh, every, you, would be, you would have a hard time. Every food would be like, ugh, is there not just some celery? I'll just <laughs> eat celery. And celery is the one thing I don't like. Ugh. See? Yuck. No, but like, so I could eat a whole head of romaine. I could sit and eat a whole head of romaine lettuce before sure. I would eat some sort of like stew of like mushrooms and eggplant <laughs> peppers. Get out of here. Eggplant. Eggplant would go really well with this. And eggplant hey. is a big thing in Sicily, so... Oh, my God. If you were making a nice eggplant rollatini right now, like my friend Jason's grandma used to make, and she wasn't Italian, she was Polish, but still delicious, um, this would be delightful. Like a nice semi-spicy tomato sauce, your eggplant rollatini, cheese baked, it's got the nice crust in this wine. Come on! Delicious. Delicious. I mean, the moral of the story is just, this is a a food wine, go with anything. You're not going to be disappointed. And also, uh, I believe that children are the future. No, that's the other half moral. No, oh, that, no, but also the other moral is that it is not a bad idea, friends, to also look into how your wine is made and yeah. how responsible um, the vineyard is uh, toward the planet. Because why not reward a vineyard that is doing the work, you know? Um, and Absolutely. These, these folks are, and, and also they're doing it well. So, hey. So that's a, I, I give it four out of five stars from Bottled Up, or at least on my side. Yeah, I am with you. I said four earlier. Yeah, uh, four or five for, from Bottled Up on a Parado Nero Uh I'm excited to taste their other stuff. I'm going to seek it out. 
yeah no i think i think their other stuff seems fun and uh and i'm excited to find it and uh listen anytime you can go to italy even if it's just via a little glass of wine you should you should you should go you should go 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 go. you know what two out of two of us agree you should go (laughs) send me a postcard oh that's nice too go to the grocery store my favorite thing to go and to do in foreign places is to go to their grocery store yeah, see what the local like other other people is. are like. Let's go to the Louvre, and I'm like, is there a fairway? <laughs> is there a plate of cannolis at the Louvre? Yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> I'm gonna okay, get myself a, no. down. <laughs> so two, I'm just gonna go to, the, but I also love to go into like grocery stores because I like to see like the different products and and you know, oh, is that a frozen octopus in your freezer? Or are you just happy to see me, Tuscany? Um, you know, but like that's how we found the delicious cheese in Portugal because I just was like, uh, that one's got a sticker on it. Let's have that. Um, but I think like there's something about a simple wine and then just a bunch of crap you bought at the grocery store because you're like, I don't know, this all seemed local and great. And boom, call that a Tuesday, friends. Or or, or a Friday or, or a Friday or, or, or a day. Call that a day. Call it the day that you're on. <laughs> and then drink another wine and call it another day because you yes, can't remember forget. at that point. Because <laughs> while we discussed calendars earlier, none of us know how to work None of them. us knows. But We're we do stupid. know we like drinking. It's true. So, cheers. So cheers, cheers to that, huh? Uh, yeah, so salute, and we'll see you next time. Ciao. Ciao, bella. Oh, <laughs> bye. Hey, uh, bye. <laughs> and that's that, ladies and gentlemen. Friends, family, bottled up bunch, Patreon members, and just our favorite listeners. The Squawk of the Chicken brings us to a close with today's episode where we discussed Nero Devola, arguably Sicily's most important grape and one that we were super happy to share with everybody today. Nero Devola doesn't get a lot of press here in the United States, but it is such a fantastic grape. It really should. It is so indicative of the terroir, the flavors, and expressions of Sicily that we couldn't help but share it with y'all today. Go out, grab yourself a bottle, and let us know what you think. We hope you had a good time drinking with us. If you did, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any episode drop and look for us on all the social medias. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok and Twitter. Just search for Bottled Up Podcast. And always, if you liked what you heard, please consider becoming a Patreon member. Patreons are the people that keep us live on the air. Jen and I make this show ourselves with no commercials, no subsidies, no sponsors or anything. So if you'd like to be a Patreon member, please check out patreon.com slash bottled up. We've got membership tiers going from $3 to $500, and they support everything from the podcast hosting to the wines we buy to the lovely chicken squawks and gongs and cork pop sound effects you hear in the middle there. Uh, Patreon.com slash bottled up. Lots of prizes, fun things. Please check it out. We appreciate you all. And that's it for this week. Until next time. Cheers.